Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi again. We are going through the book of Hebrews. We are completed chapter 1. We are chapter 1 of Hebrews was actually presenting the Lord Jesus Christ as the heir of all things. Not only heir of all things that God has created, but that he is actually God manifested in the flesh. Because he said he is the express image of, of his glory. See that in verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 1. God Christ is the express image, brightness of his glory, express image of his person. And Lord Jesus Christ said it when he came and he was talking to Nicodemus in Gospel of John chapter 3. No man has ascended to heaven, but he that descended. Even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And I pointed out to you that he was referring to the Son of Man that Ezekiel saw on the throne when he saw the lightning figure of cherubs that are flying. And then when the cherubs is that when the cherubs let their wings down on top of their heads was like a throne, which means those cherubs are actually carrying a throne. And he saw on the throne the appearance of a son of man. What do you mean by a son of man? He looked like us, human beings. They say that he is like a, a fire, fire tracing the image of a human being. They could see that whether it's, a, whether it's red or yellow, if he's a human, you see he have one head, two eyes, one nose, no switch, mouth. So that's the structure of a human being. No wings, if you say wings, like you, you call him like a bird, nothing. No wings, just stay like a human being. But it was, he said from his, from his loins down was like pillars of fire. From his loins upward was like fire. So it was fire, fiery human being sitting on the throne, but tracing the human being. And that's what he said, you say, say like a son of man. And Jesus Christ said, that is the son of man, which is in heaven. So when Christ was saying, no man outside the devil, they see that descended is talking about the Son of Man, which is in heaven, the Son of Man, referring to what Ezekiel saw. That is the one that descended and put on the human flesh to live among us. Hallelujah. And this is the mystery that Hebrews chapter 1 was trying to clear for us, pointing to some of these prophecies in the book of Psalms that he said, Thy true, O God, calling the Son of God that is to be born as God. And he also said, He, 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 is, he is to live forever. And he mentioned that in verse 11 that they shall perish, but thou remainest, and they all shall walk so as a, as a garment you change them. And he was pointing to that you know, in the book of Hebrews chapter 1, from verse 1 to verse 13. So the whole of Hebrews chapter 1 was actually revealing the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of as God manifested in the flesh, and that is the God that created all things and put on the flesh, and it's greater than angels because angels are ministering to us. Now, let's go to chapter 2 of the book of Hebrews. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. This is warning from the writer of Apostle Paul. Lest at any time we should let them sleep. Say, give heed to what we are listening to. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. The word spoken by angels was steadfast. If anybody disobeyed, there will be a just recompense. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation then? We shall the first began to be spoken by the Lord himself when he was preaching in Galilee and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Somebody say, where well, you guys are following this book that was written 2,000 years ago. Maybe it was just fantasy or it was just... This is not fantasy. This Bible is not fantasy. I'm trying to make it to see. 
the word of God. It's not fantasy. It's not mythology. It's not heritage. This happened in history. Geological visited the earth, and he went back to heaven, and he told the apostles that were there with him to preach the gospel to the whole world. And from there, the Holy Spirit is working with them because Christ said, I will be with you forever. And the Holy Spirit in the apostles, and it's been sent to all of us that are still preaching, to everyone that are, is believers, anyone that believes, this sign shall follow them. They shall speak with no tongue, he will go to be baptized everyone with the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is revealing to us the plan of God, the purpose of God, which we are revealing to you right now. And the same Spirit is what you, you, the, that, that moved them to write the book of Hebrews that we are explaining to you right now. This thing is real. That this is the plan of God from the beginning. And he's going to fulfill it in the end. He's, he's going through a process. And we are going through that process to become sons of God. And we are inviting you that is listening. If you are not ready, come to Christ. Brother, come to Christ and be one of the believers. So that you can have that come, go into that process also and become sons of God also. Because that is the plan of God for making sons. He said Christ will bring many more sons unto glory. And he's going to say that in this chapter 2 of Hebrew. So let's go on and read this chapter 2 of Hebrew. He said, if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and any disobedience to it, will be we have a recompense of reward. Just recompense. See, we shall not escape also if we neglect this great salvation, which the Lord himself spoke and then told the apostles to speak it to the whole world, teach it to the whole world. And was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Verse 4 says, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with diverse miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. So how are we going to escape? The, God was confirming the word of the apostles, and up to now he's still confirming the words of which preachers are preaching. That's why he's still showing signs and wonders, miracles, healing, that he's sending to the world. He said that he followed us with signs following, so that we can be sure that this thing is real. Verse 5 said, For unto the angels are see not put in subjection the world to come, wherefore we, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testifies, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visited him? That is quoting Psalm 8 now, the book of Psalm 8. That God has elevated human beings because he says he's creating man in his own image. He said, Let us make man in our image. When God was creating man in his own image, he was thinking of his, his own particular image, this image of God himself. The son of man that was sitting on those thrones in heaven is making a human being in his own image. And when he made the first man, Adam, he made him in his own image. See? Then he brought a female out of Adam later for a purpose. See? But he made man in his own image. And then when he came, he came in form of the image that he has created as the son of God. Jesus Christ. And that is what this story is saying. Verse 5 in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 5 says, Unto the angels are seen not put in subjection the world to come. The world to come is the kingdom of God that is coming. The kingdom of God that is going to be ruling this world. When this unbeliever world is destroyed, there will be a new kingdom. He has promised that. If 1,000 year first, that's the millennium, then there will be eternal kingdom where Christ will reign forever. Reigning from this new Jerusalem that is going to descend. And that new Jerusalem is a city, according to the book of Revelation, chapter 21 and 22. And we are there, we are, this is where the logical will be reigning from, really ruling the whole universe, or universes. Okay? And 
a human being, yes, that's what God has planned. That's what about this Hebrew chapter 2 is saying. That's for unto the angels are still not put in subjection the world to come. We are for but one in certain place testify, What is man? And thou art mindful of him. Because he has made man in his own image. And he wanted to be above, I want to be like a woman being put on a woman flesh in the form of logic, and that's good to be. God, my among us, that's Bible says, the tabernacle of God, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. God will be living among us as the Lord Jesus Christ. Ruling the whole universes from the inside of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his sons that is filling us with the Holy Spirit, we ruling with him all over the universe. Some we ruling galaxies, some we ruling the world, some we ruling some planets, some we ruling some cities, some we just be controlled my fears. And that is really what he's saying here, that he has not put the world to come under angels, but under man, because himself put on a human flesh and be a man and be and be like a man. And that's not like a man, it'd be a son of man, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he was saying, verse 6. About one in a certain place, like in the book of Psalm 8, said, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visited him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, thou crying him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. That's verse 8. But now we see not yet all things put under him. See, when we look at human beings, we say, well, has everything been put under the human beings that we are on earth right now? It doesn't look like we have seen anything put under us yet. Or human beings are trying to make all this technology which is trying to do this, trying to do that, trying to make animals to be subjected. All of those things was because of the fall of man. Because of the fall of Adam, so all the animals are in rebellion, and also so we have to begin to tame them. But uh, this book of Hebrews is saying we have not seen everything yet put under man, except the Lord Jesus Christ that man came to demonstrate that when Jesus Christ, when the Lord God Himself put on the human flesh as Jesus Christ in verse nine, said, "But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death." He said that is how He was made a little lower than the angels. Because angels don't die, also. But Jesus Christ came in form of a human being and gave up his blood, gave up his life. He said, No man take my life from me. I lay down my life and I'll take it again. So he, by the suffering of death, he, he was made a little lower than the angels. What this verse 9 was saying. It's only by the suffering of death that he was made a little lower than the angels. But he was crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. That was the purpose. Christ Jesus tasted death for every man. Verse 10. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things. Remember? By him all things were created. In bringing many sons unto glory. The logic is to bring many sons unto glory. That is bringing all of us that are believing in many of us to become sons of God too. To become perfect like him is king. Because that's why he said, as many as received him, the book of Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 12 says, as many as received the Lord Jesus Christ, to them, for us, gave he power, that's the Holy Ghost power in us, to become sons of God. So he gave us the power so that we can become like him. So we are still going through that process, gradually changing from glory unto glory in our gentleness. We say, how are you becoming like him? We are going to change our characters to be like his. Or 
love is to be like his. Our patience is to be like his. Our long suffering, all the attributes of love. He said the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness, patience, meekness. All of those things is what is working in us, saints of God, to become like him. So that the saints are to be perfected. Perfected, not people think of to be like him, to be able to raise the dead. Make the to work. Those we follow. Those signs and wonders, they follow you because you are a son. Just like if you are, if you are a son, your son can go into the refrigerator and just open the refrigerator and just take what he likes. If it's a little baby that's not allowed, you say, oh, don't, because you know, you can, that is trying to carry the baby. Maybe it's going to fall down and spill. Also, that's why you control little babies. Even though they are your sons, but they are little babies, you try to control what they cannot do because they have no strength or the skill yet yeah, to be able to do what they are trying to do. But when they become adult sons, you let them control everything. You let them even take charge of the business. That is what we are to become. Sons of God that can take charge of the Father's business. And that is what we, he meant by saying, he gave unto, as many as received them, to them gave he power to become. We are to become like Christ. To become sons of God. And that is what Hebrews chapter 2 also is referring to here when he said, is to bring many sons unto glory. To make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. So he is the captain of our salvation. The logic is the captain. And he's the captain of our salvation. He is perfected through the suffering he went through. So we also suffer some. Many of us are going to go through a lot of suffering. And many of us, many people have already gone through some suffering. And he's perfecting us through all the suffering so that we become gentle, patient, long suffering. And then the power of the Holy Ghost will flow smoothly through us as he wanted. Because that is. The fullness of him is to have divine love. The fullness of Christ in us is to manifest divine love of God, which is love for the unconditional love. Remember that. Now, in verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 2, he continues, he said, For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Uh, what we are all of one, that is, he's a human being like us, put on a human flesh like us. That's why it means that he, we are all of one. He's sanctifying we that are human beings because he has put on a human flesh so he can make, he knows our, he said that he, we are touched by the, by our, some of our sorrows, he suffered, he has suffered the same thing. So there's nothing that you can say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. No, you knew about what you are going through because he has been a human being too like us. That's why I would say he was tempted like us without sin. Verse 12 went for that. See, it's not ashamed to, to call them brethren. Christ is not ashamed to call us human beings brethren. Guys, brothers and sisters. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. Verse 13. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I am the children which God has given me. That's in the book of Psalm 18. So every some there are so many Bible, so many um, phrases in the book of Psalms that actually prophesy about what the Messiah is saying and prophesy about the Messiah, uh, what the Messiah is talking through the through the King David, through the Holy Ghost in King David, just prophesying about things that have to do with the Messiah. So when he quoted Psalm 18 again, he said, I will put my trust in him. He's talking about Christ, putting the trust. In the Father God, behold, I and the children which thou give me, which means Christ calling the people that are going to become sons, his children. Verse 14. 
For as much then as the children, who are these children? The believers in Christ that are going to become sons of God because as many as receive him, to them give he power to become. So Christ gave us the power of the Holy Spirit in us so that it will help us to become sons of God. As we walk with the Holy Spirit, we, our, our temperament changes, our gentleness becomes more perfect, our love becomes better and better. Then we have to yield to it. It's not automatic. You have to remember that we believers are to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. That's why some are growing faster. It's something like when you are in when you plant a seed, he has planted the Holy Spirit in us like a seed that is going to graminate and blossom and blossom. That's why you have to take time to pray in tongues because that's how this is your spirit praying in the spirit, your spirit praying through your mouth that you make that you begin to he said you are edifying yourself when you do that. Like I was saying, you plant a seed in the ground and you water it, the seed will grow and grow and become blade and then become things. And that is somehow that is somehow what all of those things we the 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 seed become it blossom and produce fruits. And you have to cooperate. The, the, the seed has to cooperate with the ground. The ground is supplying the water and the nourishment and the light is coming. And the seed and the seed will come to and this plant grow and become blossoming. So you can't short change, you can't cut short the process. The same way we are to cooperate with the Holy Ghost that has been given to us by yielding to the Word of God, by doing what the Bible says, exercising our faith, exercising our love, exercising our patience when necessary, exercising our long suffering when necessary. As we exercise, our muscles get stronger. Also, to get your muscles to be stronger, you go to exercise it. Also, the same way you exercise all of those attributes of love, joy, gentleness, peace, patience, long suffering meekness as you exercise them even in the situation that is calling you to be mad to be angry you exercise patience you exercise judgment that is how you get better that's how you strengthen your muscles that is how you become perfect and that's you that's when you are cooperating with the word of god you are cooperating with the holy spirit that is teaching us the world and that is really the process that i'm just describing you to you the process of growth in the body of christ and we have to be serious say be diligently doing this diligently consistently doing it and then you become better and better changing to the image of the son of god now in verse 13 of hebrews chapter 2 that we are reading now in verse 14 for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood that is the children we are talking about are the believers because we are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself, that is Christ himself, likewise took part of the same. That's why he came down from heaven to become like us, to become a man, so that he can be the firstborn, the first from the dead, the firstborn of the sons of, of the sons of God, he himself being the father, the everlasting father, he himself put on a man flesh and be a son of God too. So he said he himself likewise took part of the same. That through death, through his own death, he might destroy him that has the power of death, that is the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now I've explained this Bible verse over and over in many of my sermons. Think of the Lord Jesus Christ as a captain, the champion for mankind. Human beings through Adam lost the, the glory, they lost their position. And we became human beings became slave to this enemy called Satan, the devil. And as slave trader, the devil is just bombarding human beings with diseases and sicknesses and dragging them to death. 
to hell to some of them they rescue they go to paradise the physical death also is from the devil who is going to deliver us we need a champion all the champions came when then somebody is trying to 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 do some havoc to history as a nation somebody will go raise up as a champion to raise up the people to let's fight this enemy they fight the Midianite, they fight the Amalekite, they fight let's see and then come sometimes he raise up one single man like uh, Samson to fight for the enemy for to fight for the Israelites and against the enemy and Samson by his own strength and the Holy Ghost upon him he was able to defend them for a while but that's against human enemy but we have an arch enemy that's not a human being a spirit Satan that have been bombarding humanity with all those things we need a champion against the Satan every strong man every military man every when the death strikes they all run also and the death took them away whether to hell or to lake of or to to paradise but they were all dying but we need a champion that will defend us against this satan and that's what jesus christ came to be a champion and that's what he says he's the captain of our salvation but how is he going to deliver us from that death well if death is the greatest enemy that every woman has been facing he has to face death and that's why he said, I have the power to live down my life. So he went and faced death, wherever death is taking the souls of my minister, and he whipped them over there. Hallelujah. Just think of it, if there's some gangs, you really, think of all this that's going on, Boko Haram, Kizam people, and uh, some of these jihadists uh, uh, or the bandits, they are kidnapping people, and then say, you, they have courage, captured these people, and now you can't, you are, they are now prisoners. Suppose there's a champion that can go there and say, Allah, but you, if you're going to face them, you have to let them capture you too. Let them take you to their den, to their den where those bandits are and their boss is there with all their guns. And then beat all of them. What about their guns? Yeah, they fire the gun, the fire, the fire, the, the gun won't fire. And you have power to and you beat all of them down. They you take them all slaves. Now you now tell them now you have now to have to you now have to all re release all my people. You see now. A champion like that can go and face them as a single person and beat all those bandits down in their den and take all their weapons from them, tie them up and march them to the streets. Don't you see that that will be a champion indeed and come back by himself. That's how he's going to do. You have to first let them take him to their den. Whether they are Boko Haram, let them take him to their den and then he arrest all of them, beat them up and that is what the Lord just came to do. Only that not against one woman being against Satan himself that have been taking human being humanity to captivity in physical death. Because hell is a prison yard. There's a prison yard called death, a prison yard called hell. You see that in the book of Revelation said that death and hell were cast into the lake of fire in the end. That means they are prison yards where the souls of human beings have been kept. But Jesus Christ went there and allowed the devil and all these cross and death angel to take him there. Then he whip all of them, take all of them captive. That's what the Bible says. He led captivity captive and then gave gifts to men. And then he took he came out by himself. In fact, he took some of the people out of the graves when he came back and went took them to heaven with himself. The Bible said that when he just got resurrected, some dead saints resurrected with him. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said precept shall be upon precept line upon line a little there a little there and i pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today the bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing 
by the word of God. In, in other words, we can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.